0: Yes. Yes. Right,
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do or where you're coming from. What you do is all at Muckleshoot Casino. Let the spinning wheel go round and the night go on. Moments you'll never forget. You're always going to have fun. What you do is all at Muckle Shoot!
2: And these two are coming down to the final furlong in the Muckleshoot Gold Cup. And it's OMAC Express trying to hold on. Leads by three lengths over River Road in second. And it's OMAC Express and Tyler Peasley to take the Muckleshoot Gold Cup by five. Time for Horse Racing Northwest from Emerald
3: Downs. Yeah, we're fired up here for a big week at the track. Joe Withy, Vince Brune. And track announcer Bill Downs. We're going to have another track announcer joining us as well on today's podcast. It's Gail Skunk Cap, and it is Indian Relay Week at Emerald Downs, Indian Relay Racing, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. The Muckle Shoot Gold Cup on the line on Sunday. And, uh, Bill, uh, your second year of calling that action, and, uh, you know, just a lot of excitement, really. The fact that those guys are riding bareback is a pretty good starting point.
2: Yeah, and then I also looked at the weather forecast. We might have a little bit of rain on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so that, that will make things even more interesting.
3: Yes, indeed. Uh, the Muckleshoot Gold Cup on the line. Uh, 18 teams from mostly across the northern ter- tier, stretching all the way east to the Dakotas. And defending champion uh, OMAC Express is back and that'll be something to look forward to. Of course, uh, they're two-mile races. The heat's on Friday and Saturday uh, with three exchanges. Start with one horse right in front of the grandstand, change horses at the half-mile pole, change again in front of the grandstand, change again at the half-mile pole, and on to the wire. And those are that is what the race is made up of distance-wise, and just a lot of excitement. We've had some good finishes, too, in recent years. And Uh, Vince, we've had a different champion every year in the Muckleshoot Gold Cup. We have, and as you say, we're going to have
0: nine races this weekend. Three Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you know what else we got this week? Stakes action. Stakes action. And we just drew the races. I can go over those fields here real quickly. Uh, Sunday 10 race card. The first half of the doubleheader is the Auburn Stakes for 3-0 Colts and Gildings. That goes as race five from the rail out. Clovis Connection, and we will have his trainer, Blaine Wright on Horse Racing Northwest later today. Stealing Hearts is the two. Royal Halo, a nice uh, victory here earlier in the meet, is three. Lloyd's Logic, our Gottstein Futurity winner last year, set to make his debut. Company's Dream, a nice win at the meet, drew five. Jin Tong is six. And Table Bay, a nice maiden winner a couple weeks back, drew the number seven outside post. The Seattle Stakes, three old fillies, that goes as the eighth. Begins with number one, Step Up. Number two, James Inheritance. Three, May Gusta Luna. Four, Peppermill. Five is Tennessee Moon. Six, Get My Point. Seven, probably going to be a big favorite here, Aloha Breeze uh, for uh, George Todaro, Tom Wenzel. And number eight stakes winner from last year, Miss Dynamic for Jesse Velazquez. So the two stakes winners from last year, Aloha Breeze and Miss Dynamic, drew post seven
3: and eight. Okay, yeah, stakes doubleheader on Sunday at Emerald Downs, 10 races starting at 2 p.m. Of course, uh, some consolation races in the Muckleshoot Gold Cup and the championship race Sunday as well. And all the entertainment that you're used to seeing going on with the Gold Cup will be happening Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday looking forward to that and our first stakes action we've got two-year-old uh racing on saturday and sunday, sunday. bill i'm sure you noticed that yeah phillies
2: on saturday yeah uh, i always like the two-year-olds because yeah. it's its own entity if you will this time of year and uh, spices things up you can get into a little bit of breeding breeding uh all sorts of stuff and then once they run I, that's what usually i like to look at is how they perform and what horses you might be able to follow back in their second starts yeah and it, and those. Race on Sunday, we got a field of ten. Yes, for that ten one.
3: colts and geldings. I think did any Phillies go in that I race? I haven't probably checked it yet. Not. I'm looking. No, probably at it not because right we now. have
0: the Philly race on Saturday. Um, but yeah, so seventeen in the two
3: combined races this weekend. That's that's promising, fellows. Yeah, all colts and geldings in that fourth race on Sunday, ten of them, and the two-year-old Phillies in maiden special weight uh, conditions on Saturday at Emerald Downs. So yeah. Blaine Wright's going to join us. Gail Skunk Cap is going to join us. He's been here for the, the last six uh, Indian Relay race weekends at Emerald Downs. And uh, so that is happening. Also, uh, it's Father's Day on Sunday. Bring Dad out. We'll have a really full day of action. Lots of vendors as well on track level. It's centered around the Muckle Shoot Gold Cup. Okay. Uh, at the start, we heard. Indian Relay Final from last year, OMAC Express winning it. Uh, Last week, we had a few different uh, horses win. We had, you know, we had our share of favorites, but the uh, percentage of winning favorites went down and the uh, percentage of odds-on winners went down. I think most of us like to see that. That means a few higher payoffs. Vince, uh, Justin Evans continues to put an assault on... uh, early records at emerald downs yeah
0: he's already got up to 21 wins a commanding lead in the trainer standings six wins last week he got our trainer of the week you know he hadn't won it yet he had gotten owner of the week co-owner of the week but uh he got that alex cruz uh had a big friday night with four wins seven wins for the week he is our jockey of the week the owner of the week these people had a great week including uh it's all about the ride, a stakes winner from last year coming out with a nice feature race win. We're talking about Friendship Stable. That's trainer Bonnie Jenny, the Q Stable. That's the Doug McPhee, I believe, Joe. Yep. And Doug then McPhee and his wife. And his wife. And Craig Fredrickson, who's been a great owner around here for many years. And then our Washington Bread of the Week, Coastal Jazz. This horse is really good right now. Uh, two for two at the meet. For Steve Bullock, uh, bred by Ron and ne- Nina Hagan's Eldorado Farms. Good work, Coastal Jazz. And the Groom of the Week, uh, Jesus Lemus from the Bonnie Jenny Barn.
3: Very good. Um, so my trivia question today is, uh, who's leading the meet in earnings right now? Not really. That's too easy. I think it is. It uh, is Coastal, uh, coastal jazz. jazz. He's yeah. got two wins, a little over
0: 27,000. That's funny because the winners of the stakes get 27, five, I believe, out of the 50. Well, He's... wait a minute. We're up the from I 55 think the, to 58 percent is still at 55 okay. though if it is and they'll yeah. get 27.5 yeah.
2: the winners on sunday yeah. it says in the in the racing form at least in the condition 55 okay because
0: overnight was adjusted a little bit this year from 55 to 58 yeah there's a
3: little talk on that out there on the apron the uh, last couple of weeks and stuff so anyway um about last week, fellas, we just talked, Justin Evans had another big week, and, and Luis Negron, Bill, has won every day at the meet so far. You've called him in the winter circle.
2: Yep, he is a mainstay. Uh, yeah, a couple winners from last week. Uh, on Friday, you mentioned Justin Evans. He had the winner of the sixth race, a horse called Provost, mm-hmm. watching that race back. He earned a 77 buyer speed figure, and on top of the way he won, he won by five lengths and uh, Carlos Montava was aboard for that win, and he had him wrapped up at the 16th pole. Very impressive winner. I'm expecting a big rise up in class for Provost next time out. Wherever Evans decides to, to put him, I think he will be live, even on the big class rise. And on Saturday, Vince mentioned it's all about the ride for trainer Bonnie Jenny. And what impressed me about It's All About the Rye is you know, Jenny doesn't usually win off the long layoffs. The stats are stats, and the fact that It's All About the Rye, we know he had plenty of talent from last year, but to win off the long layoff, that uh, showed me something right there. Uh, and he got a 67 buyer, but I, I can see him uh, improving off of that, and that, that, that caught my eye. Uh, nice gutty win over Poverty Bay on uh, Saturday's uh, seventh race, in case you wanna watch that race back.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, it's nice to own a horse like that. It's all about the ride. He's a stakes winner last year. He's got speed for sure, but you know, he toughed it out as well, beating Poverty, poverty Bay in that uh, two horse finish. So yeah, that's uh, the owner of the week, as Vince mentioned earlier, the owners of, it's all about the ride. So uh, how about the rough trip of the meet so far? How about New Eagle? in that fifth race. There was an inquiry. Uh, Barossa and uh, New Eagle had a little battle there, starting at the quarter pole and did a little bit of brushing and moving for position, trying to find a spot. But that New Eagle was on the rail. He's
0: a a (laughs) one-eyed horse, too. Oh, he He is? Okay.
3: And then uh, he was swung to the outside, and that horse really ran big. He was 9 to
0: 5. Yeah, and you know what's funny about New Eagle is he's right next, stabled right next to Warren's Memorable. And Warren's Memorable had almost the exact same trip that New Eagle had in Warren's Memorable's previous start, where it got yes. in big trouble around the turn, dropped back to last, re rallied for third. So third Congratulations somewhere. to the club. Yep, that was fun. Uh a course, win a- Warren's Memorable liked to uh, the kind of wet going out there and yes. uh carlos Montabo a nice job to get our first uh win of the year but those two horses had similar uh excursions new eagle of course going a route of ground has run a couple of really nice races been unlucky not to win at least one
2: and the stewards weren't a uh, big fan of uh, the rides of uh, both those uh, two because they find they both, both the win the winner and the uh, uh, oh, really and new eagles uh jockey okay. they both yeah, got. they yeah. both got fines they
0: were both going at it a little bit there was some Aggressive riding on yeah, both ends there. Yeah, they said they
2: didn't. Because the, the, uh, we get the steward rulings up there, so I usually just take a look real quick. And they said they, they didn't uh, keep a straight course. It must have been. I, I'm guessing an upper stretch. It was. Yeah. Because they because they were jostling on the turn. They
0: were both trying to find. You know, I th- I didn't really have a problem. With I didn't it. have a problem with I, it either. Uh, but... I thought they were both just trying really hard to win, and they both thought no. they had a live horse and uh, were going for it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that happens sometimes. So. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, looking at the head on, you know, they're just they're it would have been really tough on somebody to get taken down in that one. But there was some race riding going on, and these things happen out there. Uh, speaking of the club, our featured uh, Where Are They Now video that we show before the first race each live day, and it goes on our YouTube channel, Where Are They Now, is a former club horse, Annalena, who was in the club the first year. Yeah, Remember that's back when Sophia McKee 2014. do
0: thing. I think Annalina only ran once. She did. Almost won on a rail trip and was getting there late, yeah, and got injured, but has gone on to have quite a career. She
3: has, yeah. She just couldn't quite keep up training after that first race in which she was beating a nose. Real gallant effort. Yeah. Um, and Stephanie Murphy, who was in the club that year with her husband, right. they took ownership of her, and it's a pretty good story, so... Uh, we'll be showing that um, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as our as what we do, part of a race day schedule. So keep in mind, we've got that great 10% takeout figure on uh, daily double and pick three wagers at Emerald Downs. And uh, you did go over the weekly honors already, too, didn't you?
0: We did, and I've noticed some of those 10% payoffs have been pretty lucrative on... Uh over the last last week and especially when we had a few prices running those things uh came back pretty healthy if if you managed to hit them yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it makes a
3: difference 10% is is about as low as you'll get yeah on Sunday we ended the last four with a 6 to 1 9 to 2 uh 8 to 5 second favorite and a 13 to 1 at the end so uh yeah there were some chances for some payoffs there Tim McKenna our uh, 10-time training champion had Five starters, three wins, a second and a third last week. Yeah, and
0: you know, he's creeping closer to 1,000 career wins at Emerald Downs. I think he's at about 967 now. And Tim's had an exceptional record up here the last few years. He just, of course, doesn't have nearly as many starters as he used to. Uh, He's mainly in no-cal these days. Maybe
3: he'll run one in the mile
0: top harbor got beat last week uh but that was five furlongs on the grass on the grass and actually looked like he was gonna win he did i forget the name of the bill mclean trainee i saw tim and bill shaking hands on the track after the race um but top harbor uh lost little in defeat there because that's probably not his best game i hope we see him in the mile i think the plan is a race maybe at pleasanton on dirt
3: and then the mile okay son of harbor the gold and Reba is tops. He's had an outstanding career. I think he's at 300,000 earnings now. Top Harbor, owned by Gordy Jarnig, Eric Schweiger, and Ken Marshall, who campaigned Reba is tops. So, yeah, there's some stuff to talk about. We're also going to, of course, have Gail Cap join us. And we're going to speak with Blaine Wright as well. And our final segment with our sports shorts and uh, selections and trivia This is a Horse Racing Northwest podcast. It's Indian Relay Week. We'll be right back on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot?
1: Yes! Yes! Yes, It doesn't matter what you do or where you're coming from. What you do is all at Muckleshoot Casino. Let the spinning wheel go round and the night go on. Moments you'll never forget. You're always going to have fun. What you do is all at Muckleshoot. Muckleshoot.
3: Horse Racing Northwest continues here at Emerald Downs once again. uh, First stakes races of the meet on Sunday, 10 race cards starting at 2 p.m. But we're going to get going with seven thoroughbred races on Friday night starting at 7 p.m. and also the first qualifying heats in this year's Indian Relay Racing Shoot Gold Cup and here to join us meaning Joe Withy, Vince and Bill Downs is Gail Skunkcap of the Broadcasting and Media on Indian Relay Races and Gail you know
4: your way around Emerald Downs pretty well by now oh i do that's where i just came from i came from the back um in the barn area it's great to be back it's going to be a good weekend um the weather is my kind of weather montana weather <laughs> <laughs> that's what i hear i was talking with your
3: daughter jenna who does so much great work uh on behind the scenes um she says yeah we're just coming out of snow you know cold and snow or this is a uh, real summertime for us but you know we might have uh little cooler temperatures this weekend, but the races will go on and it's Friday night, Saturday and Sunday afternoon. And, uh, uh, you and Bill teamed to uh, call the races last year. Uh, and that's going to be the schedule again this year. Um, and tell us how
4: that is going to work fellas. Well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So it is, um, yeah, we had a great, um, well, we hit it off pretty good, and yep. then he, he had a color color commentator with him too, so he didn't skip a beat, and then we were down on the track side, the bottom, and then the second exchange coming in. Everything seemed to go by pretty smoothly.
2: Yeah, so Gail will, t- will take the start and uh, get them off, and then as they go into the turn, I'll call the race, uh, if you will, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, hand it back to Gail for the exchanges. And uh, repeat that a couple more times, and then they come in the stretch, and we finish it up. And uh, uh, I thought thought it worked uh, all right. Uh, and uh, I think that will be the plan again. I would I would guess so. And I'm I, I I you know last year was my first year. We had pretty good weather. i kind of I'm kind of uh, <laughs> interested to see how uh, with the rain, if, if we get the rain that we're expecting, how that will affect and make those exchanges. Because the exchanges to me are the it. The, the the thing that could break you if you will uh you could have be perfect and then all of a sudden one bad exchange and you're out we saw that last year in the final um and omac express took advantage of the situation and went on to a, a smashing win but uh you know there was a leader there they looked like they had like a 5 second lead that last exchange lost the uh, rider uh, and then that was it. So, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, uncertainty until you get through that last exchange. You can't count your, your, uh, chickens before they hatch. And that's
3: huge. And Gail, uh, in the exchanges, uh, your the rider's feet do have to hit the ground. Uh, they can't jump off from one horse to the other. They have to hit the ground. Correct.
4: That's right. You know, that is, you know, the rider has to be unassisted, um, when the rider's dismounting, both feet have to touch the ground runs to the next horse pounces on it you know he can't be touched by the other rider else it's an automatic disqualification
3: Mm. yeah so yeah you know with the wet track uh, that's a possibility we could see uh you know the footing not quite as sure the horses are pretty well used to it our track holds the water really well so the horses should be fine but uh It does add an extra element if we do have a wet track, but these guys have proven year in, year out, Gail. It's just uh, the horsemanship, the athleticism, the nerve, the strength, uh, you know, it's really something. I know our jockeys marvel at these guys jumping on bareback and you're getting used to it, but you're not probably jaded enough to know these guys are pretty good at what they do.
4: You know and they practice this all the time and this is one of the big well the big show is what they all call it from all all the natives that um relay from the seven states that relay and now most um recently the canadian the provinces of canada you know they're really taking off in this and far up north and down to saskatchewan to way up to the edmonton area but um you know the exchange really says a lot you know the start is really important but don't mean nothing if you get a good start now because You know, you heard earlier the exchange, you know, that is all important. The horses are feeling the adrenaline, you know, the riders feeling it. And if you don't have a good setup, man, you know, that is all the um, that tells the whole story. Plus the holders, you know, they got to keep those horses in check, too, because the ones that just come off the run, you know, they're tired and they got to keep them pacing. And then the next one's getting ready. So your team is really, really important. Yeah,
3: the holders, Bill. Uh, you know, grooms are important in thoroughbred racing. They lead the horses to the paddock, but after that,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll give you an example, a parallel, maybe like a, a an auto race in the pit crew, yeah. If you will, yeah. if you, you blow the, if you blow your pit pit stop, you potentially lose a race, and the same thing it does happen on occasion here. Uh, With uh, with the Indian Relay races. Indeed. Gail's going to go over the teams, uh, but uh, what's your year been like so far,
4: Gail? Well, it's just getting started. The winter has just finally ended, and the summer is thinking about starting. (laughs) I think back back in Montana, you know, they had two events back in, um, well, they had one in Wyoming, and I think this weekend in South Dakota. But the first big one is here at Emerald Downs for the Muckle Shoot, the big show, they all know it. And, you know, of course, the invite only. But it was really um the na- an analogy that Bill just described. You know, I one of my friends, the uh, past announcer, the late um Russell Red Crow explained it the best when he said, "In this event, you're going to see the speed of thoroughbred horse racing, the teamwork of NASCAR, and the wildness of rodeo." You know that explains it. And then when Bill was talking earlier about all his definition of, of relay. That's really amazing, Bill, how you, <laughs> how you picked that up so far. And you don't, you don't even have a color man with you right now. And you pick your, <laughs> he's you, been around the block a yeah, few times. Yeah, I hung on to that. So that's really, that's really amazing. But, uh, the summer's just getting started. Everybody, all the relay teams, um, in all the States look forward to this and, um, looking to make some money, have a good showing here. Um, we have a few teams on the bubble here and, um, you know, what, um, anybody's game so far after the first day tells it and you know i don't know you know you mentioned the track holds the water pretty good and you know i don't know if it's going to be heavy or not i I don't think so i think it's going to be a good week
3: well that's great you know um 2016 it was carlson relay 2017 star school 2018 abrahamson relay 2019 that dramatic finish between river road and crow nation river road won it 2021, I'm um, Scopy Pacuni, and last year Omac Express won the title. So a different winner every year. And uh, let's let's hear about some of the teams for this 2023 Muckleshoot Gold Cup game. You know,
4: all the teams that you just mentioned are all back in the house again. And you know, it's um, you know, some of the facts or some of the data that we um went put together last night, Carlson. Out of the, uh, what, six years? Well, it's been seven years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven years before the Gold Cup. Carlson was the first winner. And then after that, they um, so they actually won this twice, but one of them was the Gold Cup. But we we're looking at some of our stats last night, and Carlson... Um, during those year, years, you mentioned from the 16 to 22, they placed first, third, second, and three. Mm. Little Badger was three and two, or placed third and a second. Omac Express was third, and they had a first. And um, River Road was a second, first, and a second. Abrahamson was first and second. But River Road, um, next to Carlson, had three um, higher placings. And you know these these guys are back in the house to this weekend, looking to make some money. And um, but a new one that just came aboard from the um, Absaluga Nation Crow Nation, Tristan Burdenground, the team of Burdenground. They're a, they are a spinoff from River Road, so we'll see how they do. And to Medicine has been really running strong. They've been at the game for five years. Their first year out. Um, when they came to Emerald, they were the uh, Canadian national champions over there. A uh, young team, a spinoff from Carlson. Um, these guys are there. You know, one of our oldest riders being Narcissus Rivas. He is the uh, ultimate warrior from Blackfeet Nation. Yeah. He'll be in the house. You know, I don't know how many more years he's going to keep it up, but it just seems to, he the Energizer bunny, he just keeps going and going and going. Uh, the next riders are Chaz and um, Tyler Peasley, the next oldest ones in their mid-30s. But these guys are, you know, I'd have to say they're at the top of their game.
3: They uh, are well-known here at Emerald Downs as well. And so you mentioned a team like Burden Ground Relay. They're an offshoot of Carlson um, so, or an offshoot of River Road, River was it? Road. Yeah, River mm-hmm. Road. Okay, so how does uh, a new team start? Do they... Uh, apply for status and uh, is that what it takes or uh do you get de- you have to uh pay an entry fee something like that
4: you know their status their consistency they were a unique team and and the majority of river roads team was the um was Burden ground okay. so they um so they came back or they came in um off the tails of river road you know but um yes they do pay an entry fee but like I mentioned, the majority of them were a spinoff from there. And, you know, they um, they were proven, and that was why they got the invite for this one. But, you know, the way they're selected is their um, willingness to travel, their team consistency, and, um, you know, and going the, to the big races against the big dogs. If
3: they are a spinoff, the judges and the... the uh administration would know that the team members too are plenty capable i'm sure
4: well they do and we're not the final say you know we have uh, um guys out there watching throughout the summer and then we give our notes to um, emerald downs and then they make the selection on that and so that was how those guys got selected in on that too 18
3: teams for the muckleshoot gold cup and again a different winner every year and really since 2019 the last three have been exciting final championship heats um and there's a big support staff as well i I heard uh you and Jenna talk about up to forty five people it takes to put this on with the judges and uh and all of the uh people at the different stages
4: uh doing the checks and balances quite a few people involved they do you know jenna um Jenna is the coordinator of all this the orchestrator, I guess, and she runs a pretty tight ship, she you know and um you know, the judges will all pull in tonight and we try to select those, um, from different geographical areas, um, as well. And that don't have direct affiliations with the Mm. team, but, um, there's a few of them that have slipped by the crap. Well, they've, I guess they've evolved, you know, some of the teams that were selected, um, the judges were here before then. And then the new teams that came in this team, the, some of the judges were associated with them, but we try to keep it, um, as, um, I guess non-biased as possible on our judges and all that and try to keep it fair for everybody. But no, Jenna runs a really good ship and all of those, uh, the personnel that you mentioned, they're all needed. And, you know, a big thank you to the Muckleshoot tribe and Emerald Downs staff, you know, for, for inviting us along, you know, it's been an honor and a pleasure to come and serve Emerald Downs and the Muckleshoot tribe every year. It's been
3: a great addition to our season. I mean, no question about it. Uh, it's, different type of horse racing, but uh, a lot of excitement there. And Jim Penny, the late Jim Penny, Vince, he was trying to uh, get a way that people could wager on this, but uh, that hasn't been figured out quite as yet. Who knows? That could be a revenue producer down the road. But in the meantime, uh, Friday night, first uh, horse race goes at seven. And right after that, the first heat's in the muckleshoot gold cup uh, gail anything more about the teams uh, that you'd like to add you mentioned some of the top riders
4: well you know we just mentioned from those previous years but we didn't um, talk about abrahamson you know they are one of the top teams abrahamson along with omac express you know tyler peasley we mentioned he was in the, uh, one of the older jockeys or one of the riders excuse me um that came after Narcissus, is probably Chaz racine from carlson and tyler peasley were the the um big dogs next to narcissus Revis. uh they'll be in a house but scotty abrahamson you know this kid is phenomenal you know 25 years old you know college graduate you know does really well and um you know keeps his relay uh riding up going as well as the newcomer i mentioned uh coming from the blackfeet nation into medicine that is um Cody Carlson, that young Cody Carlson and this kid can make it happen.
3: Yeah, Scotty Abrahamson. He he's finds himself on the lead a lot. So he's doing some things right there, right at the beginning of the race. And uh, he, he must be
4: awful good on exchanges. Cause... He he is, you know, and then you know, the one that I have to say is due you know i was wondering about um omac express last year they came and won it but carrie carton's team grizzly mountain you know these guys are due you know kerry has got some new horses he's got a new rider because of injury but um he's got terrence holford um, from the inchlam area from arrow lakes team and he's going to be filling in and um we'll see how um, Kerry's team does of grizzly mountain you know they're due they've been here uh some of the big teams on the uh, plateau states of washington and we'll see how they do Yep, they'll have their chance come friday night uh
3: gail and bill will be calling the action for the indian relay qualifying heats on friday night and saturday afternoon and then of course the championship on sunday the coveted muckleshoot gold cup and uh it's a big deal for the local tribe here gail as you know uh, they put up a lot of money and they are certainly interested in um being our, you know, property owners back in 2003. And they've owned the business here at Emerald Downs as the Muckleshoot Tribe since 2014. And uh, the Gold Cup started uh, shortly after that. And the tradition continues this Uh year. So great to have you on. And uh, hey, on to the Gold Cup. Thanks. Gail Skunk Cap, joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. And we'll be back with trainer Blaine Wright in our next segment here on... The podcast.
5: Muckle Shoot? Yes! yes. yes let's go.
1: It doesn't matter what you do or where you're coming from. What you do is all at Muckle Casino. Let the spinning wheel go round and the night go on. Moments you'll never forget. You're always going to have fun. What you do is all at Muckleshoot.
0: And Baja Sir takes him off the turn two to the good with a furlong to go, running with scissors, chasing towards the outside, and perfect dudes back third at the rail, but in deep stretch, Baja Sir remains undefeated and wins the Auburn.
3: That was Baja Sir winning the 2019 auburn stakes here at emerald downs he was an undefeated two-year-old state champion and his first start at three a big win in the auburn he went on to become washington horse of the year for 2019 his trainer blaine wright joins us here on horse racing northwest blaine good afternoon hey
5: guys how we doing
3: very good, very good. And it wasn't just Baja, sir. Uh, Vince bruins going to toss out a couple stats here, Blaine, and and, and you're going to like them, Vince. Well, first of all,
0: Blaine is, we talked last week, approaching a milestone. We got him at 992 career wins, so closing in on 1,000. Yeah, Joe, in the Auburn Stakes, last year, uh, executive chef uh, gets the win in 108.84. Uh, the year before that, 2021 top executive, for the same uh, connections, Blaine Wright, uh, the Marianskis, and the Schneiders. And then how about in, we didn't run in 2020, the COVID year 2019, the same folks, Baja Sur, Washington Horse of the Year for uh, the Blaine Wright, uh, Marianskys, and the Schneiders. And this year, Blaine has a horse called Clovis Connection, who's really sharp, and uh, looks like he's going to be the morning line favorite, taking on uh, the Gottstein Futurity winner, lloyd's logic so uh blaine you've had a heck of a lot of success in this race
5: yeah i've been fortunate enough to have some talented individuals put in my hands and uh you know you guys know i it's all about the owners and uh i've been training for some wonderful people over the years that put some real good horses in my hands so i've been very fortunate
3: you've been fortunate and you've coming through and uh Vince, uh, Bill, Blaine has been our leading stakes trainer five of the last seven years as well. And, I mean, his success in the Seattle stakes, Vince, is pretty strong as well. Yeah, The other stake race on Sunday.
0: That's right. Uh, Listen to this. 2022, Slack Tide, the winner for Blaine Wright, Tenbrook Farm. Uh, 2019, Mucho Amor for... Tenbrook Dave, Farm and Blaine Dave Wright, Mowat, yeah. Dave Moat, And in 2017, a uh, real nice filly this was, uh, Alford Bay in uh, stakes record 108.92. So uh, Blaine has dominated the stakes actions as you said, Joe.
3: Boy, uh, these two, yeah. And Blaine, uh, let's hear a little bit about your your colt uh coming up on Sunday, uh Clovis Connection.
5: Uh well, he shipped up here last Sunday. Um Breeze He's very nice, just real average half over uh, Golden Gate's tapetta surface, and, you know, he's pretty fit horse. He's coming off a route. Um, the idea was we were going to run him in the Alcatraz on the turf because uh, he stretched out beautiful for us and, and just got nailed on the wire. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it didn't work out for us for some unreason, none's be known to us, so we had to skip the race. And and basically, I had told Mr. Hedrick that uh, – there's not a lot of options for three year olds in NorCal. Um, and in Southern Cal, I think we got beat by two super, super individuals, uh, in that Echo Eddie race. I mean, those horses, uh, we laid off of them going into the turn and they just widened at every pole from like the five sixteenths to the wire. And, hmm. uh, one went on to run on Oaks Day in, in, Kentucky and didn't run no good, but, uh, he drew the one hole in a half million dollar race and the other horse went by about 15 in the, Uh, state-bred condition allowance down there. So I know those were two serious animals. Um, But, uh, you know, by winning that open stake early on, the Golden Nugget, um, he is not eligible for the first condition allowance. So our options were very limited. And I said, hey, you know, my home track, they got three made races up there. The horse, we've already shipped them once. He ships good. You know, if we pop up there, we can get at least two races. Uh, There is a turf race at Santa Rosa um called the john or robert dupree derby i think so we may go back down there and run on the turf but the, the idea to be a run in the first two sprints for sure
2: hey blaine it's a bill that race the echo eddie you mentioned the top two were very very strong i'm just looking at the trouble line it looked like he had some uh, some trouble in the race as well talk about that
5: yeah i think uh, coming away from the gate he got bumped around in that race but honestly you know i i never we never used that as an excuse because them them horses were the, they're the real deal I yeah. mean they're cowbreds, but you watch those those two will be able to run with open company I mean they're just super horses and uh we thought about going to Del Mar with some cowbred races, but then we watched the snow Chief run at Santa Anita and Mark glad's got a i mean a terrific looking horse second out of his life I think he's by moneys and you know, I just build Bill, The waters are pretty deep down there. Let's let's try to make some money with him. So he's never run up here. This is his first horse, and he was game. So you know, we're here. He shipped good. He's been on the track the last two days, and we don't got to do much except for school in the gate and a little paddock, and maybe a gallop tomorrow, and and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll be the be the one.
0: Yeah, Blaine, this is a homebred. You mentioned the Hedrix. Uh, they they uh, bred him. Uh-huh. He's by Vronsky out of a Perfect Mandate mayor called la darling um how, you've done business with the Hedricks for quite a while i believe and you've had this horse from the get-go
5: yeah they shipped him to me last year about this time at uh, pleasanton and um i'll tell you right away when we started breezing him uh him and his stablemate uh, prince abu dhabi they they separated themselves from the rest of the groups so i knew i knew if these two couldn't run that my whole group was in serious trouble. So, uh, and as it turns out, I think they've win. I think those two have win like, uh, seven out of, uh, maybe 12 starts between the two or something like that. So, uh, two really nice horses. It's real possible. We might see Prince Abu Dhabi for the long, Lake Derby. Um, well, there, there's some things being thrown around with him. Uh, we got a couple of different races picked out next for that horse. And, uh, so we'll see what happens if he's not good enough to to run with the socal horses then basically he'll probably come up and we'll try our derby and then maybe the uh hastings uh, the bc derby mm. with him so a uh, long ways out but you know we're trying to formulate plans for both horses
3: you know what i like to i like when looking at the past performances of clovis connection guys is uh you know, he's stocked a pace and pulled away in one. He's gone two turns. His second two-turn race was much better than his first. He's run on grass. Um, he's run on different, well, a couple different venues if you count grass and dirt and synthetic. So, uh, looks like, uh, he's a pretty, uh, even keeled horse mentally Blaine. And he certainly seems to have the physical tours, tools, uh, How do you rate him with some of these other horses that Vince mentioned that have, that have won this race?
5: Well, I mean, I'll tell you, he's, I've wanted a Vronsky for, for years and years and years. I mean, they're solid horses. They run, Hmm. they run over, you know, any type of surface. They usually sprint. They usually route. You can pretty much do what you want with them. And he's the first Vronsky I've ever trained. And so I was, uh, I was real pleased um, with the way he's progressed The, the first route race. You know, I thought that was kind of a trap for us. Um, to be honest, I, I warned Mr. Hedrick. I said, I don't like the way this that we're going into this. We've got two crack sprinter races into him. Now we're back in three weeks. I haven't had time, to 2 in them and get deep air into him. And, you know, he ran like a 6 furlong long horse that day. I mean, I remember when he started opening up at the three-eighths pole, I was like, well, he's either going to be a world beater or he's going to die at the quarter pole. And, you know, he... He only had, he didn't have a whole lot left in him that day. He didn't run terribly, but, uh, you know, he just wasn't, he didn't show that he was a route horse that day. And you guys know as well as I do, as horses go on in their careers and they get more uh, more set in their ways as far as the way they train, this last time I got to approach this route race in a whole different manner. And, you know, we darn near pulled it off. Um, I think we were, what, a half a length shy of getting, getting the money or maybe a neck or something but uh exciting race for us and you know me i always I always try to bring my best horses home for the summer and and uh that's one thing about emerald you they have set programs for these stakes horses and you you try to gear up and take advantage of it the best you can
3: yeah blaine always you've been a great spokesman for emerald downs uh, calling it home and well the stats show that uh you point for this because being leading stakes trainer five out of seven years with some pretty good trainers around here uh that is good good stuff man congratulations on that uh yeah and what what about your your stable overall this year you you optimistic you like things
5: yeah i mean we're we've uh we've been unlucky the last couple weeks i think we've had it's been hard to get in as you guys know i i think we hear that a lot around the backside and uh um we, we had limited opportunities last week and we ran two seconds and two starts and I think the week before we ran I mean, we might have run one horse and I think it ran second and you know we actually had a, a hell of a mother's day and I told my, my mom happened to be there with me that day. I told her that we're not running next year because I don't think we can top that. so uh, yeah uh, it, it, I'm hoping it'll get better the bait I got a whole slug of babies We're we're just starting to interrupt. Um, I've brought some more horses out of Northern Cal. Um, and simply not that they wouldn't do or anything like that, but uh, we have to move to Pleasanton and they capture your stall space there. So I just brought six more horses up because I only get 30 stalls at Pleasanton. And, and so I had to do something with, with a few of these horses. So we came North with them and, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get in. I, I know we're not going to give Justin a run for his money because uh, he, he, you know, he's already pulling away, but, you know, hopefully we'll be able to to finish the meet strong and and at least get the opportunity to run. We finally got uh, a good band of horses in this week and some uh, babies in, and we'll we'll see what uh, see what they're all about.
3: Very good. And uh, top executive, I, I think he raced earlier this winter at Golden Gate. Is he is he in training?
5: He, he's actually he's in he's in sprinting at Pleasant ah. tomorrow in the future race. Um, you know, we had a tough year with him. He he pulled up funky on me last year behind and. And I missed the prep to the mile, and I thought he ran a terrific race in the mile. Um, you know, he obviously wasn't good enough to win it, but we were a long time in between races there. And then, you know, I thought we were real dialed in when uh, when we ran back in that allowance race going around a ground and just ran kind of blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we shipped him back to NorCal to to race him a few more times and then freshen him up for this meet. but. He threw a wing ding in the trailer, tore half of his foot off, and, I mean, it was just it was a catastrophe. We lost a lot of time with them. Um, Pretty much, we are, you know, Mariansky's and Schneider's own executive chef and top executive, so they're about the same class of horse right now, and we didn't know if either one of them would be good enough to be in the stakes category this year, so we brought executive chef up here, and I probably ran him too quick off the off the van and he ran back quick off his last race at Golden Gate. So we left top executive down there. We're trying to get him back on track, but, you know, both horses maybe have lost a step and, and, uh, and I don't know if they'll be stakes horses. We do have uh, one stakes horse up here right now, a horse named Brady Boy. He went two for two uh, at Emerald last year as a three-year-old, then blew their doors off. First time out at turf with Van. And then they ran him on the grass the other day and grass isn't his deal. So he's up here. We'll try the older horse category with him. And uh, we got Slacktide uh for the older mare division and another Philly named Cause she's a lady. We're gonna try to get some black type on her, but I'm not sure if she's good enough. But Slacktide, you know, she was inching at him. Yeah. And that, you know, I still think probably Charlie Essex's mayor, I forget what her name is, Blazing Bella Boo. Right. She's in my opinion, she's probably the best on the track. Um, Frank Silly got a terrific setup the other day and ran lights out. And you know, if we can improve a little bit, then um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Slack Tide can nail one of these. But uh, yeah, we're optimistic. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna. You know, you always want to win them all, but the reality is, boys, I, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do that this year.
3: Well, okay, not win them all, but. Let's face it. Yeah. Blaine's of his share, Vince. <laughs> oh man, that's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And Blaine, you mentioned that two-year-olds. That's going to be fun. We've got. Uh, I know you got a bunch in this weekend, so you'll start sorting those yeah. out, as you mentioned.
5: Yeah, that's right. We got uh, a filly named Drewy uh, that I bought for uh, Dave Mullet last year. Um, she's from the family that I've trained. I didn't train that mare, but the mare is a sister, to Bellamia, and. Uh, Bella Luna I think it was the first the grandmama Mm -hmm. I mean I try to I try to buy out of that family they've been awfully good to me and uh and and this Philly fit the bill last year so we like her uh we got a fast little smiling tiger Philly I mean uh, I don't know how far she can run yet but she's quick and uh I've I've seen I've seen Frank's breeze I know Frank's got a good crop down there and you know it's always exciting to see you know who the best ones are and and then we run a couple boys on sunday uh really really excited about two of those horses there and uh and then we got another band that's a little bit more behind but they'll be coming along so you know um i've got an army mule colt that's nominated to the northwest series but he's down in california so hopefully if he makes his first start maybe he'll come north
3: hey there's a lot of names, a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Army mule. That, that was uh, a stud that really made a name for himself in the second half of last year. So Blaine. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Thank you. A lot of possibilities. He's got two in the Philly race and two in the Colt race. Speaking of the two-year-old races this weekend. And of course, Clovis connection uh, is going to be uh, one of the favorites for sure in the Auburn, the fifth race on Sunday. So, uh, Hey, thanks for joining us, Blaine. And, uh, thanks for all your good words about Emerald Downs. Uh, we would like to see Blaine watching training out there. I know you got to spend a lot of time in California, but uh, uh, you want to win here, and uh, you've done a great job for putting on a help us put on a good show.
5: Yeah, I always say Emerald Downs is second to none when it comes to you guys. The information that you all put out there for the fans they they don't duplicate that anywhere and and uh, you know you guys should be proud of yourselves for what you do.
3: Thanks, Blaine, for thanks, that. Thanks, Blaine. Thanks. Okay, Blaine, we'll see you at the track this weekend.
5: All right. Thanks, thanks you- a bunch for having me, you guys. Take care.
3: Take care, Blaine. Bye. Blaine Wright yep. joining us. He's yeah. won a couple training titles here as well, yeah. not just the stakes, which are, of course, highly you know, important. You know what
0: else he has, not racing-wise? He's got one of the coolest golf carts at yeah. the track, too, that 12-1 yeah. with a, kind of the Seahawks <laughs> get up on yeah. it. It's pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Okay, thanks to Blaine. And yeah, he's got some two-year-olds. It sounds like he's pretty high on inaction this action. You weekend. know,
0: boy, you can tell that Blaine can really sort out his horse. He knows all the bloodlines and it's he does. Just he's, a, he's impressive. Yeah.
3: Well, he's one of those guys that, you know, I mean, there's so many of them out there. I, I'm not going to slide, but he's really like this where he knows his, he knows every other horse on the track when they're training i mean he just you know that's a gift and they and they know from the exercise rider and the saddle cloth a lot but then they have it narrowed down to which horse it is too and they keep an eye on their competition you know and he's he's i've found him to be really good at that i mean no i don't think that's you know he'll tell me he'll correct me or something okay uh let's do some sports shorts we're in our third and final segment um I just got kind of a convoluted one here related to the Denver Nuggets who won the NBA championship their first time ever in the finals. And they got the job done four games to one over Miami. And thinking of Denver, they've had some entertaining teams over the years for sure. Uh, Bill, you probably remember they beat the Sonics. They were an eight seed. They beat the Sonics, the number one seed in the 90s there in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. But back in the 80s and the late 70s, Four years in a row, Denver had a team that would have three twenty-plus point 20-plus point-per-game scores. Four years in a row. That, that's saying something. The Sonics, you rattled them off just a few minutes ago, Vince. Sonics had uh, two years in a row, they had uh, those three 20-point scores. Dale
0: Ellis, Tom Chambers, and the X-Men. Yeah. But you know uh, the ones you're talking about, Denver? Did anyone have a better short jump shot than Alex English?
3: Oh, man. He got he those arms smoother. way up in the air. He was six-eight, and he flip it at the top of his extension and yeah he was uh one of the guys okay dan Issel, alex english and david thompson in the 79 and 80 seasons all averaged 20 points a game or more and then david thompson actually came to the sonics as you remember 82 83 okay i, I think so, yeah and um after that it was alex english dan Issel, and kiki vandaway all averaged over 20 points a game in 1981 and 82. So four years in a row, they had uh, some high-scoring clubs there in Denver and three 20-point-per-game scores. So that's me,
0: Sport Short. I know where Bill's probably going to go, so mine is really quick. Okay. Um, And mine is racing-related. I did a little uh, post-position stats that play into this weekend on, uh, what day is it, Saturday is... Race 8, which is the last race, we got a one-mile race for three-year-olds and up, which have not won a race in 2023, or which have never won four. And I bring that up because number 10, Anna's Ironman, uh, you know, for the high-powered Justin Evans-Louis Negron combination, drew the 10-hole in a one-mile race. So do you know since uh, 2016, post nine and out are four for 117 at a mile? Wow. So that horse will probably get some action, and it's it, and we know why, because you got the short run into the turn Since there. what year was that? 2016. Okay. And then uh, we start the two-year-old races uh, this week, and the, we always start those out at four and a half, then gradually stretch them out five, five five and a half. Uh, posts one and two, this again since 2016, posts one and two have won 18 of 37 Jeez. at four and a half furlong. So mm. again, the similar thing applies, only the reverse, because... If you're hung out wide there, uh, you lose Sp- a lot of ground because that turn comes up really fast at four and a half. So, you know, if you're in post one and two, um, you're going to save some ground, and that's really important. So that's almost 50% on those.
3: And we got, I'm part owner of Freightline. He drew the two-hole, I see, on Sunday
2: in that oh, okay race.
0: Yeah, good. So yeah, that'll, that'll help.
2: That helps him. I'll, I'll make him two to five.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. Bill's going to do the line on that. I I, I did the, the Saturday to you. Bill's going to do the Sunday it was nice of me. I gave Bill a uh, two-year-old race and the Seattle Stakes. Yeah, He wanted the Seattle Stakes. Okay. Right. He's a fan of Aloha Breeze.
2: Yes. Uh, sports Short, Mariners uh, took two or three against uh, Miami, but they had uh, the their big gun Castillo on, on the bump uh, yesterday, and uh, they just couldn't get the uh, runs going. It was I was at the Monday game where they won six to one. I was at the Wednesday game with for the loss. And it was I was sitting on the outfield. It was amazing the number of fly balls that got right to the wall but wouldn't go Whoa. over the wall for the homer. Yeah. And uh Vince was uh, giving me a stat that Suarez is the first player second player, I think,
0: s- since two thousand five to hit three balls three hundred and seventy two feet or farther in the same game without
2: homering.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and he almost, almost had a grand slam. So yeah. those were left center and deep left center, huh? And,
2: and then yeah. and then it wasn't just him. There was at least a couple other guys that same thing. They got it right to the wall, and 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 the Miami outfielders hmm. were able to uh, get them and uh, make them into outs. But uh, so y- even though they lost four to one, it was just one of those games. You know, very easily those those fly balls could have been homers, and and we'd be talking about a sweep. Going into the series against uh, the White Sox over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they've got to, they have to take two or three, if, if not uh, potentially sweep. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. Um, White you know, Sox are a little better this year. Aren't yeah, they, they stink. White Sox are. White Sox. Suck. I'll tell you what, the White Sox. Are uh, uh, their, very very their dis- window
0: opened and closed. Fast. Very
2: very disappointing. Mm. And I think any White Sox fan. You know, I grew up in Chicago, so I I was more a Cubs fan than a White Sox fan growing up. But uh, the White Sox, you know, they were supposed to be World Series contenders the last couple of years, and it has just not uh, come together for them. So hopefully the Mariners uh, take two or three from the White Sox, and they go back on the road next week. Um, by the time we. uh, talk uh, uh they'll have uh played uh, two earth two of the uh, three games against the yankees and i think they're hitting the yankees at the right time with Aaron judge being on the uh on the uh disabled list uh so we'll see how uh, how they do and then they play baltimore baltimore's a really m- good really good team 18 so,
0: games over 500 I think. yeah
2: oh. so this six game road trip after this uh three games against the white Sox are going to say a lot about yeah. uh, about the baroners it's but, not early anymore yeah and but it seems like they're the Bats are starting to heat up a little bit. Suarez, uh, Teoscar Hernandez. You know, we've got to get uh, Raleigh going yeah. because he's been just awful. Sophomore
0: slump. You heard my take on it. You know, the last two years, they won 90 games both years, but they defied logic. They won so many one-run and extra inning games, and they were tough in, those, in the great lights-out bullpen. It's just not going. It, th- that stuff has kind of caught up with him a little bit this year.
2: Well, and the good news is, is that Munoz is back, and he was one of the guys yeah. who was lights out last year. He set is up, lights out. you know, seventh or eighth inning, depending on uh, on what uh, service wanted to do. And he was hurt, and he he had a little stint down in Tacoma for the minor league team, but he came back up to the big leagues, and he's been pitching great. He's wicked. He's 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 a difference maker, and uh, you you know you, you sometimes. He, until they they're not there, you don't appreciate them. And he, he wasn't there, and and now he's back, and he's he makes a big difference. So we'll we'll see how uh, how the Mariners do. B- Bill's
0: keeping an optimistic tone. I'm kind of writing them off. I know so.
2: you're ready to write them off, but uh, not yet. Yeah, you know. It's just uh... it
0: was right about this time last year they won 14 in a row. Mm-hmm. And I had them written off oh, last was that year. that Early? Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Mariners. Uh, yeah. I, I think I've some several fans have. We're getting on some of the sports writers for writing them off this early too, but uh they're probably trying to be objective. Put up or shut up. All right. Um time for some selections. Um let's see. Friday. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, we gotta give Bill props on the Belmont. Oh, he gave out Arcane. you know what? Yes,
0: because Anthony specifically did not like the horse and Bill asked about it and you know, I watched the replay again. I was- that horse was on a fast, early pace, too, and won the darn race. So. I
3: was walking around Saturday. and so said, somebody, somebody, like, sorry, Bill, I couldn't remember. You picked that horse right here on Horse Racing Northwest. Yes. So Bill
0: picked
2: At the Preakness and
3: the Belmont winners. Yeah. So, yeah. And Joe, you picked the Derby winners. He so the derby. So here you, we have it. Did you bet that horse last week? A little bit? Yeah. A little okay. Bit. Good. So. Good.
0: Seven to one on Yeah, uh, and we shot a video of Jenna Antonucci cheering her horse home. That was pretty fun, the trainer. It was pretty yeah, cool.
3: First <laughs> first woman trainer to win the Belmont. Okay. I uh slighted Bill on that, but I was I was walking around, God, somebody picked that horse. I don't I can't remember who picked it.
0: Well, the banquet Some... people upstairs were asked for Belmont pack I said, you know, I really don't have a feel, but Bill loves uh Archangel, so they were all happy afterwards. So I, nice I made work.
2: sure made sure Bill got the credit well, on it. Well, um that makes that Leftover food uh, will be uh, plenty, we'll, get yes. we'll get some. <laughs> yeah, We'll get some.
3: Yeah, and the Preakness winner, I think, was that four to one? Something like that.
0: Or seven to, yeah, what was it? Well, maybe it was five to National two, but Treasure. it wasn't the favorite. It wasn't the favorite,
2: no. no.
3: Okay, so, Bill, you go first. You're the hot capper.
2: All right, I'll give you two on Friday night. Fourth race, Emerald Maiden Special 8 race. Fanny Bay Alley coming in from yeah. Canada. Bobby Gilker, yeah, Bobby Gilker, the trainer, had the rail and made an optional claiming race at uh, Hastings. And uh, Trouble Line just said stalked, rallied four wide, but watch the race, and he got it put in tight by a, a horse, and he had to take up and lost his lost her path, and she made a big move, uh, uh, lo- looming up on the outside of a uh, freestyle, didn't go by her, but. I, I thought that was a, a very, very uh, mm. strong debut. Vince Hazard at five to two in the morning line, and you know I think we might get that because uh, you know they got sailing in Yogiya, platinum, mm-hmm. platinum, Phantom, all in the race, who all will take uh, various degrees of action. So Fannie Bay Alley in the fourth race, the four horse with Racky aboard. Then the fifth race, if I'm going to pick a favorite, I'll I'll try and get a little bit of a long shot. It's just, you know, fillies and mares going a mile, uh, nickel claimers. Now we're two lifetime. La Popeace came off the long layoff last time. Didn't have the best start in the world. Veered out, was a little bit rank, was taken back. Ran on evenly in the stretch and now is uh, running in a, a dirt route for the first time she's not the best gate horse in the world. So I think in a mile race where the, the, the start isn't as crucial, uh, will be important for uh, a Philly like this, uh, eight to one in the morning line in a race that is completely wide open. You got Camden highs, the favorite who's one for 27 yeah. with lots of seconds and thirds. I don't play those horses, uh, any day of the week and, and twice on Friday night, I won't play her. Um, uh, so Lapo Piece uh, eight to one in the fifth race on Friday as well.
3: Okay, there's a couple from Bill, both on Friday. Uh, I thought Ain't No Sissy at 6 to 1 was worth a good look in the third on Friday night. Um, She ran a couple of times here last year in June as a three-year-old. Just brief speed. And then she got that break, which uh, really can be helpful. Uh, you learn a little bit about lessons of racing and the, and the uh, routine and get retrained, come back. And she ran a good race in September at Maiden 15,000. So it's her first out of the year. Uh, you know, workouts don't really scream off the page, but she she's always shown tactical speed. So Charles Essex runner by Gold Alley, a four-year-old in that Maiden 15,000, uh, six to one looked okay in there for Ain't No Sissy, who is a gilding by Gold Alley. On Saturday, I did pick uh, Blaine's horse already in that second race for Phillies, Drewy. And he mentioned uh, she is by Trapezar and out of Racy Rascal, who was a winner at the track by Into Mischief and out of that Bellamia family. And the workouts look pretty good on her. And of course, she's Gonna, you know, one of those know know it early. If uh, she breaks good from that one hole, going four and a half, she could be really tough. I think. Did you say you had her at five to two? Yeah. Okay. So I went with her. And Sunday, it's a little bit early, Bill. You think for?
2: Yeah. All four. I did was look at the stakes. Yeah. So, um, you know, Aloha Breeze is going to be a, a big favorite. Yep. And then it's tough between Lane, yeah, and uh, and then the 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 Wenzel uh, trainee. So when the Godstein, so. Um, yeah, excited about the stakes action, uh, starting up this weekend. Vince is, uh, going to hold off from selections cause he's
3: making the morning line, but uh, that doesn't mean he has to hold off at the windows. There's only very few people that can't bet at the racetrack. And that would be the racing secretary for sure, who works for Emerald Downs, Brett Anderson. And of course, anybody that works for Washington state is not allowed to bet. well.
0: And you know, p- p- uh, wagering fuels the industry.
3: Yeah. You know that's the makes the economic wheel turn, so it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, indeed. So Vince'll tell us about a score here pretty soon because he can't give us one before the race. But uh, he's he's an honest guy. Well, we him. we did good last week with the Emerald Racing Club horse. Very good, seven to one. Yeah, Bill picked that one too. That
2: was taking candy from a seven baby. Seven to one. I mean that trip that for Warren's memorable before was just a nightmare. And yeah, it, I said, get seven a really one. She would have won with a yeah. clean run. Yeah.
3: Yep. Okay. Yeah. She drifted up. That was, uh, yeah, quite the price for those of you that were on her. Nice work. Okay. That is uh, sports short selections. Let's do trivia. Last week was centered around the Belmont Stakes and uh, name the horse who was entered in a Belmont Stakes. And if he had won, it was a he, he would have been the third straight winner from the same dam. And, you know, that was pretty famous back there around 2008 was the year. Because in '06 Datara won out of Better Than Honor. And in 07, Rags the Philly to Rags to Riches won. She was out of the mayor Better Than Honor. Better. I think that, yeah, Better Than Honor. And Casino Drive, who was undefeated, he entered in 2008. I think he'd only run three times. Yeah. I he entered that one now. Yeah. But, but he did scratch. He didn't run. Which is a little bit of a That's a tough ball. question to get, yeah. yeah. Casino Drive entered the Belmont that year to become the third straight, but a lot of people remember. We had a lot of correct submissions. All right. Uh, Bob Capaletti won the draw. He's, he knows his racing and breeding real well.
0: Bob's got a big weekend with the yeah. Aloha Breeze.
3: That's right. And Lloyd's Logic's back and in, And Lloyd's too. Logic,
0: both stakes. Scott yeah.
3: Steen winner from last year. Bob Capaletti, stable manager for George Todaro. Nice work. Okay, so this week's question, send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Which horse is currently the leading active winner? Emerald Downs, current active leading winner of races one. Who's got the most wins that's still racing? Which isn't that easy, really. Because uh, Mike Gold retired last year. He's mm-hmm. the all-timer, 26. West Seattle boy retired in 2011. 21 wins that was last year he ran at emerald downs 21 wins and wine at nine had a super career he retired last year he's officially retired because i
0: was going to throw that out that wait a minute he might be the answer
3: 19 wins he's uh we're doing a uh where are they now on him he's got a nice new home so that's our uh, question current active leading winner of races one at emerald downs send it to trivia at emeralddowns.com. okay fellas busy weekend Big, big day Sunday, couple of stakes.
0: Long day, but good day Sunday.
3: Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to Horse Racing Northwest.